Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back, Nature Nerds, to uh, January 2024. 2024. <laughs> We're here for it. Yeah. We're here with a, a little Nature Nugget episode. Mm-hmm. Megan is going to tell us. Yes. Excited to be here. How are you doing, Megan? I'm excited to be here as well. We made it through 2023. We did somehow. 2024. Someone asked me the other day, I think it was a kid, what are your New Year's resolutions? Uh-huh. Oh, no. It was it was at your house okay. at the party. It was totally not a kid. It was it was Sharon. She was asked me full full adult full adult. What are your resolutions? And I was like, we still do that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that went out of fashion in like the nineties. Come on, like Heck why no. are we still doing that? And I was like, yeah, no, I have no zero resolutions. You have Just any resolutions? Keep keep keeping at it. Uh, stay alive. I mean, I always have them, but I think I feel like I constantly have a list of. Things. Sure. That you just like want to accomplish. Yeah. 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 And so this, yeah, I have, I still have them. But think, they're kind of the same. They're just ongoing. I think I said something really depressing or we like both kind of shared the sentiment that it's just like another day, like January 1st, just another day. I mean, and right? I, think, I mean, honestly, I go to bed at the same time. The calendar the just before. turns over. Yeah. And we go into a new year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's kind of fun to do that. Sure. What What is kind of interesting is where we live, there's a lot of walkers and joggers mm-hmm. generally, mm-hmm. but right right at New Year's, like this whole month, <laughs> every time I drive home at a certain time of day, because people like to walk in the, like at dusk. Yeah. When it's dawn not or dusk, so hot. Because it's super hot here. Yeah. And so there's been so many people and I'm like, hey, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> They're just doing it. I'm like, like, every day I'm going to come out here and walk in this parking lot. And I told... I told, well, it's a campus, right? Right, It's a college campus that we live by, but the only college campus. And it's a good place to walk. It's like sidewalks and safe. There aren't dogs chasing you. But I told my husband, I was like, look at all these people with New Year's resolutions. I was like, we need to be like those people that we see all the time. (laughs) Yeah. You want to be like... That's the goal. You want to be like that guy who always goes to KFC. There's an old man. Yes. Who you t- I think you told me about. Yes. That always goes to KFC, gets his meal for the day, walks back home. He's in super good shape. No, what he does, he doesn't... Oh, so when you walk down our street, it goes to the water. Yeah. It's like a hill. And what he does, and I just love it. I, so my husband was telling me that he was... He's a retired librarian that used oh. to work at the university. I love it. And so what he does is he walks, and I've seen him carrying other things, but he loves to go to KFC. Yeah. But he'll go to KFC, he'll get corn. Oh. And then as he's walking, he feeds chickens, wild chickens the whole way down. <laughs> it is, it's really... That's kind of adorable. Yeah. And he always has his like water shoes mm-hmm. and he tucks them in the back of his pants. Yeah. He's just, no shirt, just, he's very thin, tall guy. Yeah. Wearing just like his shorts <laughs> to go swimming. <laughs> He's very sinewy. Yeah. Yeah. And he puts his shoes in the back of his pants every yeah. day. Yeah. He walks down, feeds the chickens, goes goes swimming. Like it's always around three, two to three in the afternoon. Oh and then he walks back to wherever he lives. 
Man, I feel like that is... That's his retirement, retirement. and that's his life. Yeah, and w- I imagine he gets home, and he just has, like, a cup of tea or something. I just, mean, like, takes a shower. it's same thing every day. But I can tell out. you that, because we walk or jog in the evenings, not mm-hmm. super consistent, but, you know, yeah, fairly yeah. consistent. And we see the same people. I see the same lady walking her dog. Mm-hmm. This one dog, Have you always. Like, are you guys friends yet? She Are you just of, like waving friends? She kind of, I mean, it's a nod, but it's dark. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, but she, you know, so I'll see the same people and I'm like, those are the people. That's what we need to be like. There's yeah. no New Year's resolution for yeah. them. They are consistently doing the same things all the time. True. Like healthy choices. Yeah. Like walking their dog. It's good for <laughs> you. Good for your dog. Good for their nails. I need to walk these dogs. I mean, <laughs> it is good for the nails. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's, that, I think that's my, it's like a New Year's resolution, not a New Year's resolution, just to sure. be consistent. Be consistent. I like that. That's which nice. is hard when you might have some sort of attention deficit disorder. <laughs> <laughs> un, un, as of yet, undiagnosed. <laughs> anyway, good time. I'm excited to hear your story today. Yeah. Well, you know, I just had like a couple weeks off. Yeah. Of uh, work. Yeah. I had I had like a week and some Staycation. days, and then like two days where I worked. And then <laughs> she's using air quotes. I mean, I did actually work, but I, mm. yeah, I'm using, it's, I did full days. I did full days. In case days. anybody from work hears this, <laughs> I had to make sure some contracts got paid. So I actually right. had like actual work. Yeah. But, and then I had like another couple days and a couple half days. So I did what I love to do anytime that I have free time. Watch movies? Watch movies. Yes. I was like, let's watch all the things. I watched every, I cannot remember his last name now, Noah Baumbach movie like squid and the whale and a marriage story and francis ha if, if there could it's, be question okay. marks floating around yeah. my head there would so be let me tell you the the, the premise for uh, pretty much all of these is like you almost like jump into somebody's life and then jump out of it there's never really a resolution to things uh-huh. it's very like seinfeld i watched nothing kind of Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like people, and it's, it's all of the movies Kirby are set in either like Sacramento or New York, mostly New York, okay. Brooklyn, because that's like where he grew up, whatever. And it's like, it's like, I would say a little bit along the same lines of like, why am I blanking out on his name? I can see his face. The guy who, who ended up marrying his uh, adopted daughter. Oh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that guy. That guy. Yeah. Wow. Woody, Woody, Woody Allen. Woody, Woody Allen. Allen thank you. Yeah, but not so, cr- I don't know, not as creepy. cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's like, they're really good. Yeah. Um, his wife is the lady who did Barbie. They wrote, co-wrote it, and then she directed it. Oh, okay. Well, I can't remember. I don't know why I'm blanking out on her name. Anyway, I looked up all these people and I read all their stuff. That's probably why I'm blanking out too much information. That's totally beside the point. It has nothing to do with the story today. <laughs> You know what bothers me about Woody Allen is that in all of his movies... Everybody talks like him. Yes. Yeah. That's what I don't like. I agree. It's so annoying that, you know, we know these actors and actresses. He even got Will Ferrell to talk like him to an extent. It's frustrating. I don't like it. I agree. Yeah. So, but these are great. You should watch them. They're very, like, emotional, but also funny. Okay. There's, They're just good. They're good movies. I found a lot of comfort in them. Anyway, but before that, I watched <laughs> I watched a bunch of like random Nat Geo documentaries. Uh-huh. And one of the things that I didn't watch, mm-hmm. but I really want to watch, mm-hmm. is called A Hundred Foot Wave. Okay. Have you heard of it at all? Have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? I watched one movie. I told you about it. Yeah. I was really proud of myself. But it's because mm-hmm. I it's a Stephen King one and 
Oh, that's right. I love Stephen King. And yeah, I listened yeah. to the book. I didn't read it, but yeah. I listened to it. That's fine. On Audible. Same thing as reading. You know. But yeah, Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Because I re- did read The Shining. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But 100 Foot Wave, have you heard of this? <laughs> I just got all like, let's talk about Dr. Sleep. It was really cool. <laughs> I'm just going to bring it back. <laughs> now we'll get to the episode Stop part. it, Megan. I want to talk about my one movie that I've watched this year. I made it in 2023. One movie. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. You sat down and watched. It's true. You have a hard time. I can sit and watch for days, for days. You can maybe make like I, 30 minutes. hard for me to sit through time? a movie. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you that you did that one. Okay, thank you. That's all. <laughs> uh, no, so on. this movie is called 100 Foot Wave, and it's basically about big wave surfers. And I did pull up the website. Of course, I will put this in there. I'm just going to read the kind of like synopsis real okay. quick. Legend Garrett McNamara, his world-class surfing peers, and some surprising newcomers continue to push the boundaries of their sport and the limits of their minds and bodies. The one consistent for these extreme athletes is contending with the highs and lows of their perilous and unpredictable lifestyle in which every big wave has a potential to write a dramatic new chapter in their personal stories. So it's just like a mix of these like interviews and like they go out and film a bunch of people surfing. It's about surfing. I did like the movie Surf's Up. <laughs> I That's my similar, favorite. Similar, similar. Favorite kids movie right there. <laughs> well, and then I thought, like, have we ever talked about surfing? I don't think so. And then I started thinking about, like, all the people who surf. And one of the quotes that was in this trailer, because I watched mm-hmm. the trailer, and I was like, oh, interesting. But I wasn't emotionally ready to watch that. It's a, it's a bunch of episodes. It's episodic okay. documentary. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I can, like mentally handle that right now but i watched the trailer and they said someone was like big wave surfers are like the high alpine mountaineers of the ocean and it got me thinking about how we you just talked about some mountaineering k2 some deaths and it got me thinking about like surfing deaths like guaranteed there's been a ton yeah i lived on oahu like a lot yeah people die all the time yeah so i did kind of go and find some articles on different things having to do with like surfers who've died and i thought we'll start out with some notable surfer deaths okay big wave surfers yes they're really sad yeah i i'm thinking of a few i don't the few instances in the last like 10 years that i've heard about yeah so the very first one that was like i guess they call it the first recorded ever uh surfer death Mm -hmm. is dickie cross he was born in 1926 Mm -hmm. and he died in 1943 he was a surfer sailor and paddleboard racer from honolulu hawaii he became a star after building a canoe and sailing it from waikiki to molokai that's so cool yeah Uh, On December 22nd, 1943, he decided that uh, he was going to go out with his friend Woody Brown. They drove to the North Shore and they were going to do some... Woody and Dickie. Woody and Dickie. I love (laughs) Went out in there, probably a wagon, right? And just like, we're going to go paddle out. We're going to go get on some big waves. Yeah. Uh, They paddled out at Sunset Beach, but the powerful swell forced them to paddle two and a half miles down the coast to Waimea, where they thought they could make it to the shore, but they were not able to make it. Uh, Brown, actually, his friend, Woody, he like washed up on the beach, but they never found Dickie's body. (gasps) Oh, man. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. The ocean. The ocean. It's wild. The next one I have here is Joaquin Miro Quesada. And they have like a question mark for when he was born. Uh, But 1967 is when he died. Uh, He was one of the most influential surfers in the history of Peru. He was one of the first to challenge La Herada, La Herradura, and (laughs) and Pico Alto. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Quesada won several national surfing titles, and in 1967, he went headfirst into the reef at Pipeline <sighs> and passed away a few hours later. He was the first ever fatality at Pipeline. Mark Fu is the next on our list here, our sad list. Uh, 1958, he was born. 1994 is when he died. He was born in Singapore, and he competed as a professional surfer in the IPS World Tour between the late 1970s and early 1980s. And then he became a big wave chaser, like Point Break, chasing the big waves. And he was a regular at Waimea Bay on the North Shore of Oahu on December 23rd, 1994. Mark Fu drowned at Mavericks, which is in Northern California. Have you ever watched? There's some documentaries on Mavericks. That place is insane. Yeah, I don't know. I've watched. There's a couple movies, too, that came out that are all about, like, people, like, overcoming adversity Uh and, like, surfing Mavericks. It's like, yeah, these massive waves. Anyway, he went out to Mavericks uh, to the big wave surfing break located in Half Moon Bay, Northern California. Two photographers captured the moment of his death. I did not look for the photos. Um, According to local surfers, Fu's leash got entangled on the rocky bottom and he could not release himself to get to the surface. (gasps) Yuck. Yeah, a lot of these are drownings. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because it's... I mean, you see how they train, right? Have you ever have you ever watched surfer training videos where they 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 take a, a massive rock and they go to the bottom and they just run for a while holding their breath to no. like so they have to expand their lungs because every it's like every big wave surfer knows that they're going to go underwater for a long period of time. Yeah, like it's inevitable that that's going to happen. They yeah. should prepare for it, and so they do a lot of like underwater training to expand their lungs to be able to hold their breath longer that's so scary yeah i don't want to do that no it's so frightening like to me. even just being on the beach where there's those big waves and you kind of get pummeled <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> and then you hope nobody has a video of <laughs> you like trying to get out of the water right oh god and just keep getting knocked down <laughs> that's like do you ever see those videos of people who go to sandy's on oahu no. Sandy's is like, I think they call it, I think they call it Obama Beach now or something. They renamed it for Barack Obama. But it's, Sandy's is like, you go all the way to the east side mm-hmm. and like almost on the way to like the lighthouse over there. Like a lot of people like to go to that lighthouse mm-hmm. hike. And it's like just constant, the waves, like you just, people don't go Tourists will go there because they're like, oh, this is so cool. And then they like wade out into the water like they're just going to like chill out. But the waves like slam you. <laughs> The way that the shore is, you just get slammed straight into the shore. So terrible. And it's like every year there's like videos of tourists just getting pummeled, like oh rolled. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's super dangerous. Yeah. I People feel like have to I get rescued from there all the time. I feel like I've been there. I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's super windy. And mm-hmm. yeah, you just look at the water and you're like, nope. 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 Yeah. Nope. All, it, it's just you watch people just go. Yeah. And you're like, that's fine. I'll just people watch. Yeah. It's a really popular local beach. Yeah. I think I've been there. Sounds that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's just but been a long time. There's like a lot of people who do skin boarding or whatever that's called. You know, where you have yeah. like that really thin kind of wooden board that goes like right on the break where mm-hmm. it like breaks on the uh, beach. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, uh huh. I know nothing about surfing. It's great. Like this girl right here grew up in Oklahoma. <laughs> I also know nothing about surfing. <laughs> they I moved just... to Seattle. Like I, I don't. Like, I don't. Close I, enough. Oklahoma surfing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next surfer fatality, Donnie Solomon. Again, we have a question mark on when Donnie was born, but in 1995, he passed away. He was a rising surfer from Ventura, California. As an enthusiastic supporter of the Red Cross, he encouraged other surfers to get first aid, CPR, and lifeguard training. So 
that's really great. So they could help each other. On December 23rd, it's a big wave time. 1995, Donnie Solomon paddled out at Waimea Bay. After failing to catch a wave, Donnie found himself in the impact zone. He was trying to get back up to the lineup, but he was hit by a giant wave's lip, went over the falls, and drowned. So, so a lot of these are in Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, definitely Waimea Bay gets. I was a thinking like um, Australia would have some big areas with big waves. Yeah, yeah. This next one is Todd Chesser. 19, he was born in 1968. He passed away in 1997. Todd Chesser was born in Florida and moved to Hawaii with, with his mother. At the age of three, he rapidly climbed the competitive surfing ladder and reached the top of the U.S. rankings. But he wanted to chase those giant swells. I like the way they write this. This is great. This is from like a surfing site. Okay. On February 13th, 1997, he paddled out at Oahu's Alligator Rock and surfed for two hours. Then suddenly a 25-foot set wave set caught him and he didn't surface aaron lambert and cody graham found him and tried to revive him but it was too late i think that's got to be super traumatic yeah for like you know someone to find your friend and yeah that was just saying cody makes me think of surfs up oh yeah it's the, the penguin's the name penguins is cody. cody yes Brees teria Born in 1974, passed away in 2000, was a beloved Tahitian big wave surfer who knew who knew how to surf in Tahiti better than anyone else, I guess. Yeah. In April, April 27th, 2000, one week before the Tahiti Pro, the local charge found himself caught inside shallow waters trying to duck dive a giant wave set. He hit his head on the reef violently and also suffered severe neck and spinal cord injuries. He spent two weeks in a coma before passing away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what makes really big waves, right? Is the mm -hmm. reef. Yeah. And you think about that, like, that's at the end of the wave is like a shallow area. Full of rocks. Rocks and mm -hmm. reef and coral. And that's insane. terrible stuff. Yeah. Uh, Malik Joyu is the next surfer born in 1980, passed away in 2005. He was a French waterman raised in Moria, French Polynesia. And started surfing at the age of eight. Do you ever see like little kids surfing? Yeah. And you're like, that's amazing. And they're like really good. Yeah. It's that's like watching kids snow ski. Yeah. Without poles. Just. They're just flying all over the place. Just like hauling. And they're just like so excited. Yeah. I well, tried to get my son into surfing. But yeah, was, they have. Really uh, you can learn to surf here too, but it's not. Yeah. Guam is not good for surfing. No, no, no. Just for anyone who's. <laughs> I mean, people do it, but it's not great. Oahu's better because it doesn't have that. I think someone explained it to me once that, like, out here in Micronesia, a lot of places have a fringing reef, which is mm -hmm. like further away from the actual sand on the beach. Yeah. But, like, on Oahu, there isn't that same break. It's like the break is closer or something, or maybe it's like the land, the angle mm -hmm. of the land that makes the waves super big. I forget. Yeah. I probably should look that up for this. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Guam is just the waves are small. Yeah. But I think you can catch some good waves. A lot of people surf here. Yeah, we have but it's not, some coworkers. But, but, you know, they can you can go to those, like, water parks with the wave pool. Yeah, yeah. That's how they, te <laughs> that's how they teach the kids how to do it, right? Always fun. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, back to Malik Joyu. He was nicknamed Petite Prince, and he won the 2003 Billabong XXL Tube of the Year. And December 2nd, 2005, he lost his life after being hit by a heavy lip of an eight-foot wave at Pipeline. When they say the heavy lip, that's, like, the part that's, like, coming over... Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's like kind of like touching its own wave bottom. 
like when the white when the white part of the wave comes right. down. Yeah, and makes like the barrel. It's the piece that like touches back. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you get hit by that, You're... you kind of get like pfft, slammed into the back into the wave itself. Right. The brutal wipeout broke his board and his body was found 15 minutes later at Pupukea by uh, another surfer, Miles Padaka. Peter Davi is our next surfer, born in 1962, passed away in 2007. A uh, very accomplished and respected bivwave surfer from Monterey, California. On December 4th, p- 2007, Peter drowned at Ghost Tree in California. While other surfers were being towed into 70-foot waves, Davi decided to use his arms to paddle into a big one, and his body was found later floating in a kelp bed in Stillwater Cove. Mm-hmm. So what they're talking about there is like big wave surfers now, they use people on like jet skis to tow them onto the wave because the waves are so huge. Like, you can't just, like, paddle into it like a normal wave. You have to have somebody, like, help you get enough momentum to catch the wave. And so I guess he was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to do this on my own. So I, it's funny that you are talking about this because I was, I saw a video, not that, like, this week, Mm -hmm. of a jet ski person, like, towing somebody out of it before they got slammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, they were going so fast and it was slamming, like, behind it. I mean, basically, like, they kind of strapped that guy to the jet ski and yeah. he was just being hauled through the, the water. They have like a they have like a flat board on the back of it. Yeah. And then they kind of grab on the sides. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It's insane. I was like, it kind of made me think of that those guys on jet skis are like mm-hmm. the rodeo clowns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like saving the the bull riders. Yes. Yeah. Because that's dangerous. Yes. On the jet skis, I'm like, how many people have have died on jet skis? For sure. Because it's like a first responder. Yes. And then he went straight into that wave and grabbed that surfer and pulled him out. And that's insane. It was crashing like right. It was like a movie where the the fire was like right there. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. The explosion and they're getting out of it. Yeah. It was crazy. It was intense to watch. And you're just like, ah. I was like, man, that jet ski. That's a good commercial if you're selling jet skis. (laughs) Well, a lot of those jet skis, I was watching the videos, a lot of those jet skis are made by Mercedes-Benz. I mean, <laughs> Ferrari or like, you, it's got to like, be. We don't want a Suzuki jet please, ski. Like, please. Don't bring your Give little, us top of the line. Like, when you're dealing with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We want like the biggest engine possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because it went super fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, to outrun that wave. Anyway. Right? Yeah, it was wild. All right. So we have a couple more here. There's Sion Milowski, born in 1976. He built a career as a longboarder, but his name is better known for his skills in the big wave surfing scene. So I don't know too much about, I mean, short boards go faster, I think. Long boards you on, are on like slower waves and they mm-hmm. just kind of like chill, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at you like, Jen, don't you know these I'm things? I'm all like, no. I, all the I know is what I, I learned like from the Penguin out. movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did the Penguin movie say? <laughs> <clears throat> but you wouldn't take like a longboard on a, on a big wave, I don't think. I mean, I think there's like totally not probably Megan. a bigger chance of. I mean, why would you do maybe? that? <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> it seems like longboards are just like bigger and slower. But like Sounds you know, right. for cruising, for cruising, like it makes me think of the difference between like like a rally car and a Cadillac and, and like a Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The rally car is built to like go take fast. the curves and go yeah. fast. Yeah. And the Cadillac is meant for cruising. I don't know. Somebody will correct us. Yeah, for sure. There's going to be people being like, wow. Wow. Especially that Do your we have some people who 
are on Oahu right now, may, may, maybe listening to this uh-huh. and being like, Jesus, Megan, <laughs> <laughs> how long did you live here and you never right? heard about surfing? I know. Well, surfing if you were doing the crap out of me, hey, if you were doing an episode on roller derby, it'd be a whole nother It'd be a story. whole nother thing. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't think you can do an episode on roller derby for our show. I mean, maybe. I mean, why not? think about that why not all right um anyway Miloski Sion Miloski was a good-spirited sportsman a loving husband and a father of two young girls on March 16 2011 he drowned at Mavericks according to witnesses after catching a handful of bombs I think that means like not so great waves yeah Uh, Miloski suffered a two-wave hold down and drowned so that is basically where waves just came they don't stop they don't stop just right on top of him Body was found by another surfer, Nathan Fletcher, nearly a mile away from where he wiped out. I feel like that might be the one I heard about. Mm. Or one of these, like, yeah, within the last 10 or so years. Yeah. Uh, This last one on the list. Because I was in, in 2011, we were in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. So that's why I feel like maybe maybe we heard about that. It's totally possible. Yeah. Well, because he's from um, Kalaheo, Kauai. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably was on I the news. I think there's a one, yeah. Kirk Passmore is my next one, the last one on this list. Born in 1981, passed away in 2013. He was an experienced surfer, familiar with the big waves, including, uh, there's like a list here, the Toto Santos, Pipeline, Waimea Bay, Sunset Beach, Puerto, Escondido, and Mavericks. On November 13th, 2013, he paddled out with Jamie Sterling at one of Oahu's outer reefs. Unfortunately, after taking off on a big set, he wiped out and his body was never recovered. Photographer Larry Haynes caught his final ride on film. Oh, I'm, I'm adding one more to this list because it just happened in 2023 mm-hmm. in July. Michaela Jones, who was 44, was surfing off Mentawai Islands in Indonesia. And the shark, his fin on his surfboard actually, I guess he wiped out and his fin clipped his femoral artery <gasps> and he died. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that was the craziest. I, you never think that the yeah. board, right? Yeah. Like, like that part of the board. But I'm sure. It's so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Jones was born in Kailua, Hawaii, and started competitive surfing before he'd ever turned 12. As an adult, he took on sponsors and traveled to hotspots in Tahiti, Fiji, South Africa, and the Galapagos Islands. So cool. Um, He became a favorite of sports photographers. They said he was really photogenic and, like, really good at, like, I guess, posing or whatever. So they loved him. And in the 1990s, he ended up picking up the camera himself. First, he attached a camera to a fabric fastener on his board, and then he would hold the camera under his chin while he paddled out you know, to the waves, mm-hmm. on something. and then he grabbed the camera once he stood up and hold it behind himself to take the pictures. So there's like a ton. He actually has a Instagram and there's like a ton of pictures of him or like video where he's just like holding it. And so it's like his, he's taking a video of himself. It looks really cool. I mean, you have to be really good. So good to the do coordination. That. Okay. The yeah. Fact, I couldn't even stand up on a no. board in like no. not even a lot of waves. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's me pummeling on the beach. Yeah. Trying to hold a camera. <laughs> just top down. All the all, so and he Yeah, I'm that kid that came down the slide, lost the top. percent <laughs> Uh but yeah, he began to use a GoPro a Go a GoPro. There you go. Um yeah, once those were invented, he was like super into it. He actually got sponsored by them because he was so good at I taking bet. his own photos. Yeah. But yeah, his father That's just like a freak accident. 
totally. Totally. His father, John Jones, who lives in Honolulu, said he was a humble artist. His pictures were incredible. Surf photographer Woody Woolworth, who said Jones took the best overall surf photo he has ever seen, um, said cuts from surfboard fins are common. Some surfers like to keep their fins sharp because they believe doing so will help them ride the waves more precisely. But a fin can be like an axe or a cleaver when combined with a wave's power, he said. It's true. Yeah, it's probably not the first time that's happened, but yeah. if it just hits in the right spot. Exactly. Yikes. Um, all of the fins that I've seen are certainly sharp enough with the force of a wave and pointy enough with the force of the wave that slicing into somebody's leg would be very easy, uh, Woodworth said. Jones's daughter, Isabella Jones, posted a tribute to her father on social media. This is so sweet. Life will never be the same without you, she wrote. I miss you so much. I would do anything to get one more moment, even if it was us arguing and then laughing our asses off. Oh, my gosh. So sweet. How old was he? 44. Oh, man. I mean, because you can surf forever, Jen. I mean, can you? It's like the one sport, though, that you a lot of these guys that passed away, they're older. They're like surf for a long time. And I think it's like it's something that you can do as long as your like joints are good. I used to work with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I used to work with this guy at the YMCA who's like really great. He surfed every single day, every day. And he was like, I don't know, 10, 15 years older than me. And no, he, I do know a lot of people that surf Yeah, for, I mean, well into their like, I don't know, oh. 50s, 60s. If you can still swim and get on the board, you can go surf. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's not like they're trying to catch, you know, like the biggest wave ever. Right. It's just like, oh, we're going to go out and surf. Like that's right. what I do every day. Crazy. See, something they do every day. Right? Consistency. It's not a New Year's resolution. Yes. It's just their life. It's just what they do. Yeah. There were a couple other articles. I'm going to put the links for them in the show notes. It's going to be like too many lists. I was like, how many lists? One of them was the top five goriest injuries from Wipeout. So these people survived. And there's pictures with them, Jen. And I didn't realize. And I like scrolled down. And it's like, ah, like someone's face is just like (gasps) hanging off. I was like, good. From that? From the, Mm -hmm. the blade? I think from the reef. I think that oh, was from the reef. It was like no. right on the side and like just like cuts, oh. cuts on the feet, like so deep. Oh God, it makes my knees hurt. And then the other one that I linked has Did it show video. all the shark attacks? <laughs> no, no shark. Because oh, somebody yeah, died recently, a surfer. From shark attack, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's another video that I, or a link that I put in there that has videos of the seven worst wipeouts where the surfers survive. Like you watch them fall 35 feet, 40 oh, feet, 100 foot wave. And one of them, actually, we were talking about the uh, skidoos or the like jet skis, right? Yeah, yeah. The guy comes up that like the surfer surfaces, and I kept thinking, like, I wonder how many accidents happen because the jet ski just like accidentally runs over the surfer. Like, I just kept thinking about it. it didn't happen, but so the other guy gets on, and then they're going, 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 and the wave actually hits them both, <gasps> and they both get like tumbled out. The jet ski just goes flying off. Oh, jeez. The ride, the driver of the jet ski uh-huh. obviously is wearing a PFD mm-hmm. and like bobs up to the surface. But it's like, that's a dangerous job. That's what I mean. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Anyway. They're fighting those bulls. You can go watch those videos. Uh, the whole time I'm just like, <laughs> So that's the other thing, though. You're saying like, well, these surfers can surf forever. But what yeah. if they have these massive injuries? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. There was one. Um, they had had a wipeout. It was really awful. And then it's like, and now he's a carpenter. and it made me laugh it was like okay cool i mean i imagine there's some that it takes a while to recover from yeah oh willem banks uh, a great down-to-earth surfer despite all the fame he enjoys his simple life as a carpenter nowadays (laughs) yeah but yeah he wiped out on mavericks in 2018 and it is gnarly 
Wow. The NAR. <laughs> yeah. Surfer lingo. Is that surfer lingo? It is. Good it job. is, Jen. Surfer lingo. Thank you. I learned a lot. All right. So I did want to talk about some of the top dangers and hazards of surfing. I thought that's always good to know. The blade. The blade. Yeah. I never thought about it. The lip. Now that's uh, very scary. <laughs> so these are no, not necessarily in order. One of them is a number one okay. killer of surfers. But the first one is drowning. Of course, every surfer should know how to swim. Yes. That's kind of a, a given. <clears throat> like I said, they do a lot of underwater, holding their breath kind of like exercises to help mm-hmm. them, you know, stay conscious during possibly getting like rolled over by a big wave. So, yeah, drowning is a huge possibility if you are surfing, especially big waves. It's I mean, like, I'm going to throw this. OK, I'm going to throw this bowling ball at your head. <laughs> You're going to land in the water. <laughs> yeah. And then you need to be okay. Yeah, just think about the force of the waves. Yeah. Coming down on you and and just recycling in themselves. And, and exactly. You're and you're just rolling around. around. Yeah. And you don't know which way is up. It's gonna I, be I very like dark it. under the waves. No, it's just the idea of it, Jen, is just it's like too it. much. Too but much. I guess the the thrill of catching those waves is worth it. Yes. I think that's what it is. It outweighs the fear of just, being rolled just in the like, water. Just uh, mountaineer standing at the top of the, you know, the apex of the mountain and like looking down and being like the satisfaction, right? Yeah. The accomplishment. Um, yeah. I think it's probably a similar kind of adrenaline. Or I like, would think that if you get pummeled, you would just mm-hmm. go limp to try and just roll with it and let your body bring you back up. I mean, I feel like that's what you would want to do, right? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to fight it. Yeah. Yeah. You f- you f- if you fight it, you're definitely going to expend all that energy. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Seems like. We're practically surfers now. I feel like I could go do this tomorrow. <laughs> Where's the Mavericks? Listen, <laughs> New Year's resolution. <laughs> we're going to go surf Mavericks. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, just, I'll immediately be on the list. <laughs> Perfect. The second, uh, the second danger on here is big waves. <laughs> Big waves are one of the most common hazards in surfing. It's easy to figure out why. An XXL wave carries tons of energy and makes duck diving a nearly impossible mission. So duck diving is like when you, okay, when you were little and like a big wave was coming, did you like try to break, like jump up over the wave? Or dive into it. Or dive into it. I probably jumped over. I feel like I did both. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the diving into it is a duck dive. Okay. Like you're going to go down and back up. But on a huge wave... Yeah. You're never going to go down far enough and you're no. just going to get pummeled even more. So they say when it breaks, a huge wave can break bones, keep someone underwater for a long time and even slam a surfer against the ocean floor. That is one of my fears. Uh-huh. Yes. Like when it comes to surfing, like I said, it's shallow. It, uh-huh. They end in a shallow spot. So where are you going to end? It's very rocky. Yeah. Pointy rocks. Uh, the next, Jagged. Jagged. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah. uh, the next uh, on our list here are sharks. Sharks live in the ocean. I don't know if you knew that. Humans live on the earth. <laughs> Every time a surfer paddles out into shark-infested waters, he or she is invading their natural territory. Although the real chances of getting bitten or attacked by a shark are extremely low, a surfer is always at risk, especially in well-known ocean environments where the marine predator is active and present. And this is our number one killer of surfers. Sharks? sharks? Yeah, sharks. But yeah, because you look like a big seal. You look tasty. You, yeah, it's like the surfboard, and, and then if, your your limbs. And if they bite you in just the right place, it's kind of over. Yeah, that's yeah, what happened recently. Out. Is mm-hmm. I think that they the guy they bit the leg, right? And he bled out. Yeah, because uh. they couldn't get him out in time. And the shark was like, "Tih, I just wanted to know what you were. I don't want to eat you." Actually, it's like when you get a bag of jelly beans. Yeah, and you get that one that you're like, "Oh, not into it." <laughs> 
<laughs> that's, that's what a, we are to sharks. I think a yeah. jelly bean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I They're mean, like, doesn't taste like seal. I feel like every surfer just takes that risk because yes. the thrill. Yeah. Right. The 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 thrill and the the benefit I think to them outweighs that risk. It's like the girl that got her arm bit off. Yes, and she still surfs. Still surfs. Oh, that blows my mind. Because it's not. I mean, the more you're out there and the more you're doing it, mm-hmm. the higher the probability right, is. Right. But it's still kind of pretty rare. Yeah. It is pretty low. Yeah. And also, sharks are just being a shark. You can't blame them. You can't. Be nice to sharks. They're just being cool. Listen. Uh, the next on our list, rip currents, undertoes, and rip ties. This, these freak me out a lot. I mean, any even if you're just talking about people being on the ocean, whatever, not even surfing. Yeah. Just the idea of a riptide. I feel like... It's real bad here. I would take my son Seems to the bad. shallowest, most low-key beach ever. Yes. And, but the whole time I was, like, super fearful. Yeah. Even though I, you know, I'm yeah. like, probably there's nothing out here, but still. Yeah. So I, well, when I used to work at a uh, wildlife refuge, which is on a beach, which oh, is actually very one dangerous. of the worst yeah. so places. Like a lot of people drown in that area because there's terrible currents, mm-hmm. rip, rip tides. It's it's bad. I never All would let, I would go there and I wouldn't let my kids swim there. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. It's so pretty, though. It is beautiful. Um, ocean rips are a silent killer every year. Dozens mm-hmm. of people die after getting caught in rip currents, undertoes, and rip tides. Although, th- although these powerful ocean currents never pull swimmers and surfers underwater, they end up draining people's energy until they eventually drown due to exhaustion. Because they fight it. Yeah. Don't fight it. So the trick is to let them take you further into the ocean. Yes. When you stop being channeled out the back, swim to the side toward the breaking waves and you'll be safe. If you ever get caught in these currents, stay calm, don't panic, ask for help if needed, and manage your energy. Listen, back to surf's up. Just be like Chicken Joe. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot about Chicken Joe. Chicken Joe's the best. I'm sure we watched that movie. It's been a while. It's honestly my... It is. Ask my kids. It's my favorite. What's that kids movie? Because it's guy? Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's the dude. Yeah, who's like who's the old surfer guy? Yes, right? yes, yes. And I just so I, that's probably why I love it. You're like, but it's so perfect. funny. It also has the the character that um, has all of his trophies and he named yes, them. Yes, yeah, that guy, that guy. <sighs> so good. <clears throat> all right, next is surfboards, leashes, and fins. These are the hazards Ooh. of being a surfer. A surf a surfboard equipped with a leash is the fundamental wave riding. Um, exp- experiment equipment yes. there we go of every surfer however they can also cause harm a wipeout a spectacular kick out against the wind a poorly performed duck dive a closeout or an unattended board can quickly transform the surf the surfer's gear oh they just added an extra the surfer's gear into a powerful weapon Remember that a surfboard has a pointy nose and sharp fins that can easily cut your skin, Ugh. injure your ears, hurt your eyes. Oh, no. Yeah, and cause several that. fractures. I actually read about a person. No. It was in one of the goriest wipeouts where their board came back and hit them in the face and they lost an eye. <gasps> uh, I bet they still surfed after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I can do it with one eye. Yeah, with one eye. No, it's that's fine. they were like, they surf, still surf to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Localism is our next on the list. Uh, it is a problem, especially if you're surfing in ultra crowded surf breaks and famous peaks. Uh, waves are a scarce resource, so there will always be too many people for a good oh, few, yeah, for a few good waves. Yeah. As a result, locals will try to impose an informal code of rights that hinders howlies from getting their fair share of waves. Let me just say that I got this off of Surfer Today, SurferToday.com. I'm like, okay, they're talking about like aggressive, like people getting in fights about like showing up at a local spot, and I don't know. 
I can see. That's a surfer gripe, a real one. Yeah, that's like a thing because too many people go to too many places and it gets crowded and then people like drop in on your set or whatever. Like when when you catch a wave and then another person who's in the lineup, like the all the people waiting on that wave to happen and then they try to like catch the same wave kind of at the same time, there's like this unspoken thing. Like you're not supposed to do that. Especially when you're from that area, yeah. you've been surfing there and yeah. then like somebody Some, random person comes in and tries to yeah. mess it becomes around. A problem. Yeah. And I'm going to actually like side on the side of the people like locals who are there. Like me too. Don't be a douchebag. When you yeah. go to a place, like you should be respectful of the place that you're going. Mm-hmm. If this is someone's local spot and they say like, Hey, like you can't be here. Don't be there. So there, there something similar Mm-hmm. To somebody that used to live here that was a surfer. Mm-hmm. And this person was surfing in an area where the locals weren't happy with, I think it was just the place that person was surfing or what yeah. they were doing or the timing or however it was. And these weren't other surfers. They were, I think, just people who lived there or fishermen. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't like it. And there was a big problem between because that surfer person yeah. was kind Being of like, I'm going to be here. Yeah. Uh, and kind of pushing back. Mm. I'll tell you later who it is. Okay. Well, you won't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I just feel like, yeah, don't, don't be a douchebag. But I remember when them talking to they, that person was talking to me about it. I was like, uh, <laughs> so I would just do whatever they want you to do because yeah. that's their place. This is, you came here. Yeah. Like they're from here. So probably just find another place to surf. Be cool. Yeah. Uh, along that same line, our next in this uh, list are beginners and disrespectful surfers. Uh-oh. Beginner surfers and disrespectful people can sometimes turn a dreamy situation into a dreadful nightmare. That's First, just a life lesson. That's for everything <laughs> yeah, in this yeah, world. Yeah. I, I agree. First timers rarely know the rules of surf and can quickly get in your way while you casually cruise on a perfect right hand wave. So I'm just going to say that if I ever became a beginner surfer, mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm. feel that I have like respect. I have respect just yeah. as a person. And you know how to read the room. You read the ocean. You're like, okay. And let's say like, I don't know, heaven forbid that I like go and I surf and I like accidentally drop in on somebody. I would be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And immediately go home. (laughs) Like, And never surf again. And never surf again. No, but I mean, I think it's, that's it. You just awareness. Yeah. Respect. Yes. You know. Be, be cool. But that's just... Listen, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just in everything. Mm-hmm. I get it. <clears throat> they say the same applies to fellow surfers who know the navigation rules but opt to not follow the so-called surf etiquette. So, yeah, they're saying the consequences can go from a cracked surfboard to a more or less serious injury. Right. Losing an, boards. You're going to lose an eye. This next one on here is hypothermia. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I've seen people who, who like surf in warm waters because they've been out there too long. Yep. Right? You yep. totally get hypothermia. Cold water surfing is an adventure that only a few dare to embrace. Surfing in near frozen seas is a challenge that requires protection. In other words, you must put on a thick wetsuit if you plan to stay in cold waters for a while. Hypothermia is a condition that can quickly put a surfer in a very complicated situation. Um, and we've talked about hypothermia in other episodes, obviously. It reminds but me of when I went diving once. I jumped mm-hmm. on a boat to go diving and yeah. I had on shorts and a t shirt. <laughs> and I was with these tourists that had like full yeah, wetsuits. wetsuits. And, but I didn't have a wetsuit because yeah. I was a Peace Corps volunteer. Yeah, and I was and like, I can go for free. And I just wore shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And I went diving. <laughs> I got cold. <laughs> you were like, it's a little cold. At a point, I was like, all right, all right. I'm good. I get it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've only ever worn a wetsuit one time 
and it was to swim with the manatees. And swim is like, I mean, you don't really swim. You just like float at the top of the water and uh-huh. look at them. And I remember that the water was cold. And the people that I was with were like, well, if you get too cold, just pee in your wetsuit. Ew. It'll warm you up. And I, you know what, Jen? I did it. Well, and did, it, did it, it Yeah, it worked. Oh. It worked real well. But then you got to live with that. But then, yeah, you've peed in your wetsuit. <laughs> and then I kept thinking, like, I rented this. Like, how many <laughs> other people peed in this wetsuit? Anyway. Just don't, you just can't think about it for too long. <clears throat> Here on our last four, I, they're kind of all very similar. It's like nature, okay? Marine creatures, stings and bites. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. Water pollution. Uh, that's yeah. That's a thing, yeah. Oh, y- y- you've been to Bali. Uh-huh. I've been to Bali. So you ever go much. to uh, Kuda? The beach there, so good much trash. God. I was like, I people it's better now. That was hopefully. a long time ago. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah. when we were, th- I just remember being like, "Is this for real?" Yeah. And like people were surfing there, and I was like, "That's disgusting." Yeah. Um, a fertilizer runoff. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. I mean, any kind of runoff, big rain that goes down into, especially here, you can see it. Yep. In the water. Oh God, erosion. Mm-hmm. Coral reefs and rocky ocean floors. Oh. Definitely not something you want to hit. And the last the one here is the sun. And the coral needs All the to live. Yeah. And you don't need to be breaking it. I agree. But yeah, the sun. The like sun, when man. you go snorkeling and your back gets completely burned. So did I ever tell you about the... <laughs> <Did I> ever... <laughs> Wait, are you talking about me? Yes. <laughs> about when the... we were a peace corps. Yeah, when I, used to, when I used to wear the full, just the, like, to the neck. To... It had stirrups, black, and little hand hey, things. you were the only one. I mean, I, I don't think I did. But yeah. there were people with swimsuits. Yeah. Snorkeling. Mm-hmm. My roommate for when we were in uh in the beginning of service, like she yeah. she got a really bad sunburn. Yeah, and I learned my lesson because before we went to uh, Peace Corps, I had gone to Belize and I took doxycycline, and they didn't tell me that I had to like put on way more sunscreen. Yeah, and I I got super burned on my back, yeah. and I was like never again. And I bought that freaking suit that practically head to toe. I remember my sister. We went mm-hmm. to Galveston or something, and I was like 11. She must yeah. have been like, I don't know, 17 or something, or I was young. Anyway, but she, it was like cloudy, mm. cloudy, overcast. She's like, no need. She's like, sunscreen. no need for sunscreen. And I mean, this is not like, like, I don't know. We were talking like uh, still 80s, possibly. <laughs> 1900 and. <laughs> 1900 and something. And, you know, sunscreen. People were still yeah. just like putting oil on. Yeah, like, just straight baby oil. <laughs> yeah. But she burned so bad. Oh. And I remember watching that and being like, yeah, no, no. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. That's, you got, like, that's why I always tell my kids like overcast. You're going to get more. You can get more sunburn and overcast. They, they say, uh, you know, the UV rays are even more potent. And I that's mean, the thing when you're... Wife's tale, but. So then that's the thing too, right? Is you're out on the waves mm-hmm. for a long time. Exposure. You get... Yeah. And you can't... And also, let's talk about just chemicals from sunscreen going in the ocean. Agreed. I mean, that's a thing. Do I mean, they're, they're doing better. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing better with that now, but, you know. Yeah. It's a thing. Uh, there is a list of things that you could do to avoid injuries. I mean, we kind of talked a lot about them, like stretch and exercise regularly is one thing we didn't mention. But like, yeah, be in good shape to go out and do this is an extreme sport. Right. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> be mindful of wildlife. There is a thing on this list. Wear what? a surfing helmet. And I'm like, they make surfing helmets. That's pretty. I mean, I've never, ever seen like? that in my life. But that sounds amazing. Do they like do people wear them? I've only Do they ever get made seen, fun of, right? I've only ever seen people wearing a helmet that has like a GoPro on it. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's a good way to 
like hide that you're wearing a helmet. Yeah. But I mean, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think we kind of touched on is being calm. Yeah. Like if you wipe out, just relax. Calmly relax. Yeah. Like just chill. Yes. Be one with the ocean. Yeah. And then it'll, hopefully you'll get out of it. It'll spit you back up eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, those were those were all the things that I kind of wanted to talk about that I was thinking about when I saw that preview. So now let's all go and watch a hundred foot wave. Okay. And then we can then we can talk about it. Okay. Nat yeah. Geo, right? Nat Geo. So I I saw it on Disney Plus because Disney Plus has like a Nat Geo thing channel. Yeah. So there's a Nat Geo series of, mm-hmm. you know, like the documentary series thing yes. on Gen X. What? Yeah. Like David Attenborough is like looking at Gen <laughs> Xers in the Probably. wild. <laughs> they're like, they're very elusive. <laughs> they like I can't do an English the, accent. The so. smallest uh, generation that yeah. did whatever. Okay. Okay. And so, I think it's kind of funny. I'm like, that's really? Pretty good. Are they just trying to make people feel better? I don't right, know. Right? It just seems like. Uh, let me just real quick mention if you're also going to be watching TV I just started watching this <laughs> I didn't know this even came out recently but speaking of Gen X uh, there's this uh, this uh, show called Louder Milk with uh, the guy from Office Space what's his name uh, the main guy the from main the guy, British the, main guy. the British one no, no is he British I don't think he's British I think he's American oh the American oh office space office, office space, space. Sorry, office sorry space. I'm thinking of office yeah not the office office space okay maybe. I don't know I'm yeah. not that guy that guy the boss no 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 or the main guy the main guy oh okay yeah. okay, okay yeah so uh, it's and he's just like this cranky Gen X uh, music music critic oh nice and writer um, mm-hmm. who's like a recovering alcoholic it's uh-huh. so good or maybe it's a, I don't know, alcoholic or drugs. I'm not sure. Right. But it's pretty great. It's a series or it's, it's a, a series. Movie? It's okay. just called Louder Milk. Spelled okay. just like you hear it. Like that's his last name. It's okay. Louder Milk. He's just like a grumpy Gen Xer. And nice. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's going to be the new thing. Yeah, for sure. So it's just Gen Xers being grumpy and getting older. Right. And like, yeah, being weird. This <laughs> is awkwardly weird. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's my uh, cool. nature nuggie for today. A little surfing. Be careful out there, I guess. Yeah. Hey, don't die out there. Don't die out there. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. That no was problem. really that was really interesting. You're welcome. And until next time. Don't die out there. Bye. Bye. You're Gonna Die Out There is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. Yay. Yay. Uh, All of this is possible because of an amazing group of Nature Nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you'regonnadieoutthere.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick-ass sticker. You just have to send us your mailing address. I will do it if I forget. Hey, if you left us a review and I didn't send you a sticker, send us an email. Let me know. Just let me know. Uh, also, we would love to hear from you. We get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions. A lot. We kind of steal them. All the time. Yeah, Um, because they're so good. So if you would like to do that, go to our website. We have a contact page at you'regonnadieoutthere.com or an email, you'regonnadieoutthere at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out.
Thanks for listening. And until next time, don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.